0: Our gospel for this morning comes from Matthew chapter 3. It's the story of the baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Well, let us pray. Gracious God, we are so grateful to be here this morning. Grateful to be still, grateful to receive your word, grateful to greet one another in your love and in your life. You have something in store for each of us today. In our prayers, in your word, in the music, help us to be open to what you would have us to receive, to be open to the gift of your Holy Spirit. Join our hearts together around your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Baptisms are just the best. The week before Christmas, we baptized Blakely Woke, daughter Madison Fink, and Chris Woke. And Blakely was almost six months old at her baptism and as cute and as sweet as could be. There is nothing like baptizing a little baby, it captures everything that we believe about our faith. Baptism is the moment when we are named and claimed as beloved children of God, and it remains the core of our identity for our whole lives long. It's where our journey of faith begins. Little Blakely didn't do anything to earn that love or prove that she was worthy. She didn't need to make a decision to follow Jesus. And for all the promises that her parents and godparents and we made on her behalf, the most important promise of all was God's to be Blakely's God always and forever, no matter what. Baptisms are moments of pure grace, the free gift of God's love, where we are claimed as God's own, become part of the family of God, and where we are joined in God's mission for the life of the world. And so Lutherans believe that we only need to be baptized once in our lives because the promises that matter most in baptism are God's, and those promises are forever. Wherever we go, whatever we do, whoever we become, these promises carry us through our lives. God is faithful even when we struggle to be. This morning we celebrate the baptism of Jesus, and he wasn't a baby. He was around 30 years old, but he had yet to do all the things that we knew that he would go to do. He comes to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, and after a little back and forth with John, he goes under the water, and when he comes up, the Holy spirit appears as a dove and alights upon him, and God's voice echoes from heaven, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. These are incredible words. You are my child. I love you. I am proud of you. Who among us doesn't long to hear those words from a parent, a relative, a mentor, someone we respect and whose opinion we value, a colleague, a sibling, a friend? You are mine. I love you. I am proud of you. I think there'd be a lot less mental and emotional pain and suffering in our world if people heard and spoke those words more. These are the words that God says to Jesus at his baptism, and these are the words that God says to each of us in our baptism and beyond. You are mine. I love you. I am proud of you. In our confirmation class this fall, we spent time learning about the Lord's Prayer, and we spent a good bit of time figuring out who it is that we were talking to when we pray. Who is this God What is this God like? And can we trust this God with our most personal concerns, needs, hurts, and joys? And I asked the group to think about a person that they could share anything with a parent, a relative, friend, sibling, or teacher, someone with whom you can be fully yourself, with whom you can be honest, whom you can trust that they will understand. And we shared in our small groups who those people were in our lives. And it helped us to imagine what was God was like, knowing that God is all the more. When we bring the Lord's Prayer, when we begin the Lord's Prayer with our Father who art in heaven, Martin Luther says, with these words, God wants to attract us so that we come to believe that he is truly our Father and we are truly his children, in order that we may ask him boldly and with complete confidence, just as loving children ask their loving Father. The first line of the Lord's Prayer places everything we say and ask for and share in the context of that loving relationship, in the context of you are mine, I love you, I am proud of you. That is the context in which our prayers and our lives happen, and likewise all of our worship and our learning and our serving, it all happens within the context of this loving relationship with the God who calls us beloved. We don't need to earn or prove anything. God has taken that off the table. We can pray, worship, serve, and live knowing that we already have this relationship with God and we can respond in freedom and gratitude and joy. Sometimes it feels like in our lives of faith that we keep going back to square one, like we have to reboot our relationship with God all the time, that we have to re-re-re and re-establish this relationship we have with God. And although we, of course, play a part in that relationship like any relationship, it is God who keeps the relationship going and open, and not us. It is not dependent on our attention or intention. God is already there. God is always ready. God is always listening. God has square one covered so we can grow and thrive and live in the confidence of God's love this Christmas and Epiphany seasons, we get this incredible picture of what God is like, the God who comes to us in Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem, coming to us in a way that we could understand and embrace and take to heart, in a way that can make us smile and laugh and cry at the sheer wonder of it. And now as Jesus starts his ministry, this Epiphany, we hear this voice from heaven, not a harsh or judgmental voice, not a voice that is far off as some might imagine God to be, but the voice of God who has drawn near to us has become with us, the voice of God who says to us, You are mine, I love you, and I am proud of you. Amen.